Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is the untamable from James chapter 3 verses 1 to 12. All right, please go back to your seat. If you cannot find your seat after you're leaving, you can take my chair. The red chair. In case some of you didn't know why pastor take a red chair, it's nothing about me. If anyone who sit in that chair, you will do a testimony. We have a production called I Met Jesus. <laughs> and it had been uh, postponed for two years now because uh, a lot of people got freaked out. They don't know how to share the testimony. But we might resume soon, okay? Uh, beginning with the teams, right? So if you uh, sign up like two years ago, uh, your opportunity is coming up. Okay. I just wait after the summer break. Okay. So you get a bit more time to prepare. All right. Welcome to New Life Fellowship Ho Chi Minh City. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is my privilege and honor to be here. Uh, in case you're new here, I'm a senior pastor of this church. My name is Lap, L-A-P. And uh, I'm senior not because I'm old, but because the only pastor that are here. All right, it just happened. Okay, um, we continue with the uh, uh, the theme of this year, uh, studying two books: the book of James and the book of Proverbs. Uh, that by the end of this year, we'll finish the book of James plus the five chapter of the book of the first five chapter of the book of Proverbs. And the overarching theme, as I, as in the booklet, uh, as you, some of you already had a hard copy, and it's called Heavenly Wisdom for Early Living. And so it's kind of a notebook, self-study book for a small group, for, um, we, we do that for the Igniting class as well. And so if you're new here and you plan to be here for at least over six months or three months, uh, you can uh, sign up at the usher table there, corner, and so that if you want a hard copy, the soft copy is always available in our server, and you can download the soft copy there. Okay, so this morning we enter into chapter 3, the book of James, and the message today is going to be the untamable. And can you guess what is the untamable? The tongue, the mouth. Of those of you uh, Bible readers, you must know the untamable is the tongue. Because almost, and the Bible laid out, almost all animal on this planet Earth is tameable. Okay? I'll show you some of the illustration there. Probably you know already. If those of you are uh, a fan of uh, Discovery Channel or the uh, Nat Geo, National Geographic Channel, or history, you know that uh, uh, a lot of animal, wild animal or animal kingdom uh, is, is tameable, which means that human has the ability to tame any wild beast. And uh, we, in a way, superior to all the wild beasts because God made us that way. Okay? Now, let me read for us the, um, the first portion of chapter 3, the, 12, the first 12 verses. If you have the Bible, please turn to... Uh, your favorite version, uh, any version will be okay. Any translation will be okay. I'm reading from ESV. Not many of you should become teachers, my brother and sister. 
For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he say, he is a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole body as well. Verse 4, look at the ships. Also, though they were so large and are driven by strong winds, Talk about sailings here, no engine at that time. They are guided by a very small rudder wherever they, the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, members of our body, staining the whole body, setting the, on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Verse 7, for every kind of bees and birds and reptiles and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Verse 10. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be so. Verse 11. Thus a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. The tongue is the untamable. The Bible does not tell us to cut our tongue because it's so wicked. But it needs to be tamed. It's like the wild animals. If you know their behavior and understand the psychology of animal, you'll be able to tame it. By the way, those who are pet lovers, all of our pets basically is wild animal has been domesticated for decades or century, right? You know that, right? And, uh, and some of you have a very unique uh, uh, a, f uh, a f favor or flavor. No longer these days people content with dogs and cats. They have pigs, they have all kinds of animals in their home. Right? During the lockdown, the, uh, the apartment I stay, um, you know, they, even though the, the rule is not allow pets, yet there are a lot of people uh, brought a pet in. So I talked to the management, I said, you know, look, you know, 
I understand there's a need for people who have pets to have some sort of therapy. Uh, but you know, if the, the rules you put there is by yourself is supposed to be uh, enforced, and say, no, it's a pet, it's a small thing, it's a little cute. I say, I will bring a bat in, very cute. And it's gonna be my pet, and you have a problem with that, and say, no, 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 please, and this is a ruin the pandemic. <laughs> and so these days, um, I mean, the Bible is very clear and so true that all kinds of animals being tamed by human beings, yet the tongue is the most, the, the untamable, wicked, restless evil. The Bible, the word is very strong, so precise. Now, the tongue here is not talking about a physical tongue, okay? It talks about the misuse or the nature, the wickedness of serpent-like, the tongue. That has no bones. In some languages, you, some of you, uh, uh, that you, they have say the, the tongue has no bone, so it can move whatever way that it please. And so it's a serpent light, it's deceiving, it, it, it's toxic if it's used in a wrong way. So the Apostle James here in chapter 3, in the context that we just read, chapter 1, chapter 2, and he emphasized first on the teachers. And whenever that some of you are teachers here, and he is specifically teachers of the Word of God, so me <laughs> is the first target. <laughs> because uh, uh, many of you should become teachers because the, teacher, the Bible said, my brother, you know that what, who we who teach will be judged even greater strictness. So whenever I read this one, I always have fear and trembling, Lord, I have mercy on me. Yeah. There will be time, there will be time that maybe I have a, a split of a tongue. In English, it means that it may be misuse of the word. Uh, and and uh, for those who are, know the word of God, been Christian for a long time, you don't need to have a position to become a teacher. If you know the word of God and speak the word of God, you are a teacher of the word of God, right? Because whenever that you speak the word of God in a way, you agree, you believe, and you use it. And this is also is a, is a, a warning for, I mean, the church at that time and even today that we need to know the Word of God in order to rightly use the Word of God. Because if we do not know the Word of God and do not know the God of the Word, meaning Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, then we tend to court things out of contact and misuse the Word of God. And, and when misusing the Word of God, it can become very toxic. It can destroy life or put life in bondage. So, first thing first, the Apostle James say, if you know the Word of God, if you are teachers of the Word of God, remember, you will be held more accountable and stricter, greater strictness. And so I pray to God, Lord, Whenever that I'm standing here and preaching your word, it's just by, by might, not my, by my intelligence, not my, by, by, by my anything, I, even my experience. It has to be your word because uh, I'd rather be boring, I'd rather be boring and close to the correctness of the word of God rather than exciting and entertaining and out of the word of God. Are you still with me? So if I appear boring because there's a fear of the Lord in me that I just want to stay close to the text and not try to add things in to bring entertainment for you, which is the tendency of most public speakers. 
including motivational speaker or including some Christian preacher because the audience want that. You want to get the audience, give them something so they be entertained and they go home and they like it and they come back. The Word of God, however, sometimes because the Word of God, you know, is like a sword with double edge. And what does the sword do? Right? It's just cut, cut the heart, it will be bleeding. It's also at the same time, the analogy will be like a surgeon knife. Very sharp, cut at the right place, remove out maybe cancer cell, a lump, and that hurt, of course, but after a while, it will be healed. So the Word of God will bring certain surgery into the life of the church as well as like the sword, guarding, defending, even the evil attack or spiritual attack, if you believe that. And then the, the Word of God has to be the center of everything we do in our life, what we believe and how we live. Are you still with me? Now, the tongue here in the context and linked with both the Old Testament, it talked mainly about the misuse or the agent of many evils. So we have the, 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 the Apostle James wanted to say, you have to be watch out for this animal in our mouth. That's basically what saying. It's like in our house we have a wild beast that is not even caged. <laughs> it's kind of released and just roaming around the house, just the energy here. So you guys need to watch out. That's what Apostle James said. Because the tongue here, it can have, you know, uh, many evils, subversion in Proverbs 10, 31, talk about that. There's so many Bible uh, references, but I just kind of quickly go through you. Slandering, right? Uh, in Proverbs 17, 4, flattery. You know, flattery this day that, I don't know, but people tend to like, to be flatter. They don't like the truth because the truth hurts. But flattery makes people happy. If your life looking for happiness or you believe in the doctrine of the pursuit of happiness like the Hollywood tried to tell you, you are looking for flattery. Because the Word of God will both bring encouragement and sometimes, humanly speaking, discouragement. But that's for for godly sorrow that will lead to repentance. Are you still with me? And so, the misuse of the word is flattery, mischief, trouble, Psalm 10, 7, arrogance, Psalm 12, 4, hurt other, hurting other intentionally. I'm not saying that unintentionally. It means that you know that when you say that, it, you intentionally harm that person. And, 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 uh, and other, other, other passages like... Uh, uh, Proverbs uh, 17, 4, uh, falsehoods, the misuse of the uh, false testimony, it's detestable to the Lord. Uh, in, the, in the ancient context and both in the modern context, when you go to court, the, 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 uh, the judge and the lawyer and defender and, uh, and the uh, prosecutor, they, they, need, uh, they need some eyewitnesses. And if you come up and there, of course, only I think in the Western world, uh, U.S., maybe, maybe sometime U.K., Europe, you have to put your hands in the Bible and Scripture and say, I will tell the truth, nothing but the truth. But not in another country. And I know it's not in Vietnam, right? So that's why 
Uh, we don't not bow about that. So we tell lies all the times, right? And so, but even though in the court you know that we've been put there, but they can tell lie, false testimony, because uh, uh, the uh, I think the in the uh, U.S. Uh, law constitution is somewhat resemble a lot of biblical value in there. And therefore, it needs eyewitnesses, it needs prosecution, because two or three eyewitnesses confirm, and then you got a verdict. Because uh, you have a jury as well, just to see and, and, and the diverse uh, member of the juries. And sometimes the jury can be bought in lobby, so that you can structure the jury in order to win the case. And that is false testimony if some of them that use that, because you can put somebody in jail or release somebody out of jail or convict other innocent as well. It's the game in the court. The Bible abhors false testimony because the misuse of the tongue. Are you still with me? The tongue is also like a razor. Right? In Psalm uh, 52, talk about it's like a razor. A tongue can be used as a weapon. Right? The first uh, background picture is like a gun today. Right? Uh, back then, it's like maybe a, a dagger or an arrow because it, it can pull trigger and kill someone. You know, with a, with a literal gun, you just kill the physical body. But the, the, the tongue, the word, can kill the soul, can kill the mind and the spirit as well. And so it's like a weapon. So, so many uh, Bible references talk about the misuse of the tongue in the Old Testament. And, and uh, the tongue holds the power of, of life and death in Proverbs chapter 18, 21. And, and uh, uh, such use, all the misuse of the tongue ultimately directed against God. Yet we, we, let's say we slander someone, we gossip about someone, Yes, we got it about someone, but directly, ultimately against God. Why? Because we against someone that made in the image of God. God's zipper is just not something fun. So those of you who have a habit to read a lot of tabloid, uh, like gossiping magazine, you tend to reflect that. I, I bet you because what you put in your mind, then you will come it out. You tend to like to listen to story of others who have scandal, who have things like that, and then you spread out, even not verified, confirmed yet, but just a rumor. The misuse tongue, including rumors, gossiping, slandering. Gossiping can destroy nation and can destroy family and marriages and church. We both sometimes be the victim of the misuse of the tongue uh, we'll be the offended and as well as the offender because sometimes we misuse the tongue. We came back to uh, this church in 2012. There's a gap between Pastor Eric Dooley, who a senior, a former senior pastor of this church. Uh, between three years, there's a gap because I was sent there 2009. and 2012, I came back. So three-year gap without an actual living pastor in the church. Pastor Eric need to go back and forth between Seattle's and, and Ho Chi Minh City. There are other pastors from the region, like you met Pastor William last Sunday, and other Pastor Song, Pastor Magandhi, and other pastors come here to take care of the church. And yet even all Sunday fulfilled with a, with a pulpit, with the word of God, but yet there will be no shepherd that right living in. So the church in the gap of three years, and that create a lot of pockets 
of unruly, out of order, sinfulness, wickedness, gossiping. So when I came back, I received a mess. Right? So first thing first, the Lord in fear and trembling have to preach the word of God, encourage with people, read the Bible. So it took me three years to stabilize the church, spiritually speaking. And one of the biggest sin that the toxic is gossiping. I remember I have a, an illustration of you know gossiping. I borrowed it from a movie anyway. So it's like you know you take the pillows and in front of the wind and the pillow, the stand-up pillow have fat, uh, you know leather, sorry feather, uh, feather inside. And you put a knife, you plunge into the pillow in front of the wind, and all the feather that's flowing into the wind gone with the wind. You cannot take it back. Once the gossip is done, you cannot take it back. It's flowing out. More than ever, social media become the platform for unverified story and gossiping big time. Because people like story, especially scandal. Are you still with me? Gossiping is in the list of the vice in Romans chapter 1 uh, that talk about the same with homosexuality, uh, slanderer, gossiper, you know, uh, and haters of God, all of that in the same list. It's, it's just not a, yeah, just gossip. It's a heinous sin because it kills not only the relationship between you and God, it's also about others. And so after about three years, some of the gossiper, they cannot stand here. They have to leave. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I, I did not kick out, uh, them out, by the way. Right? As a pastor, I cannot kick anyone else. That's also the challenge. If they don't like me, praise the Lord. They can go, right? If they like me, praise the Lord. They can stay. <laughs> and so um, it took three years to stabilize the church by God's grace. And now, um, you know, the, we have a Vietnamese congregation, and it's sent ever since 2003. The, the congregation has been uh, intoxicated and, and been, been, been deadly uh, 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 impacted and poisoned uh, by one or two gossiper. And it ripped off the congregation. It affected me. And it's like I got my hand into the poison and I got out. And I have to withdraw and I have to delay it and not, in a way, it's closing it so that it can have some time of healing because of the tongue, the misuse of the tongue. But thankfully, God has sent a new group. I'm about to form a new group and that we're going to meet beginning second week of September. And I want to lay this out for the new group. Watch out for the tongue. This is the, the wildest animal on planet Earth. The untamable. Are you still with me? The tongue violates mostly the Ninth Commandment. The Ninth Commandment say this, You shall not give false testimony. A lot of time people give testimony in the workplace. You don't need to go to court. You tell something that is not true or partially true, it's a fault testimony. Test fault testimony to the neighbor, to your loved one, to relationship, to a pastor. By the way, pastor, as, uh, as a rule of thumb, any story that you're not part of a team, you tell me, I believe half. Just for safety. I'll be honest. If the team, I know them more than, I believe 80%. Mm. 
If I have a counseling session and go deep with them for about a year, I believe 90%. Because I know in 10%, they have their reserves because of shame and guilt, whatever. It took time. So the pastor, our former senior pastor, when became a counselor, a Christian counselor, we have a new light Christian counselor in Geek Harbor in, uh, in, uh, uh, in Washington. And then uh, he said that now I'm thank the Lord because all people who see me, they tell me the truth being a counselor because I'm not in their church. Okay? <laughs> so they tell the truth. But the people in the church tend to come here to pretend they are good, pretend they are good Christian. I don't know about where that, you, that concept you get from. I'm not a good kitchen. I'm not a good pastor. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I, have, I, I need much grace as much as you need. I have area of my sin as much as you have. But some of you may say, Pastor, are you okay? Can you pray for you? Have you committed adultery? No, not that kind of sin. No. Like some of you come and say, Pastor, you committed adultery. Or you have a sexual immorality. No, 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 no. I'm talking about maybe anger. We talk about specifically in this one, maybe the area of anger. Because anger is like a trigger. The bullet is already loaded. Think about the machine gun. Anger, in, in the context of James, we talk about anger, right? Slow to anger, right? Slow to speak. Because why? Because the bullet is already loaded. And I tell you a secret. You only know the person, real person, when you tick them off. Make them angry. They will shoot out bullets. Sometimes it's, it's not non-lethal bullet. <laughs> Other time it's killing. So that's why some of you are single. You never know about that, oh, pastor, I'm okay. I have peace with the Lord. I'm all fine. Wait until you get married. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest, right? The, uh, some of you are married. Okay, if, don't say amen if it's true, okay? <laughs> Okay, so it's like, you know, you, you have after the wedding, the honeymoon, and everything. That, but everybody have almost either analogy, either samurai or cowboy. You have guns on this one side. Anytime that somebody says something, shoot you, you shoot you, you shoot you, and pull out a sword, you chop, you know. It's talking about the word, the tongue. Right? When you get angry, all things come out. You need to be shaken in order to see things. So in our church, we teach in the foundation class coming soon for the Vietnamese is the being added to church. The reason sometimes people don't want to be added in the church because they've been there for about a year. They want to keep the status quo because the more they go deeper, they will be shaken and things come out of their mouth. They rub their shoulder and then they cannot, they feel hurt and they say they leave the church and they always want to find the church to make them happy and not hurt. But I tell you, if you want to be a solid member of the church, you in the church, you get hurt, you forgive, you learn to forgive, and you will speak the word of God, and you get our tongue tamed together. Amen? Let me go to uh, the first point. That's just the introduction. First point, boasting and staining. It's... Um, you know, the one who used, the misuse of the tongue is the one who got stained or dirty. When you and I swear or curse someone, yeah, the people who hear that got hurt. 
sometimes get into their heart, yes, like an arrow bullet, but the one who fires it, the one who pulls the bullet is the murderer. And the mouth stain, imagine you take a sip of, uh, of, a, of a poison and just spit it out in someone's face and you know, maybe acid and just kill it out. It, it both you kills your tongue and your whole body is already contam contaminated. So the Bible said that those who ever, that don't know how to control, tame the tongue, will they themselves is contaminated, stained. Because the tongue boasts great things. It's like the analogy here they put is like the bits put in the horse mouth. Uh, some of you are, are very uh, professional horse rider, but I just know a little bit that if you pull right, it turn right, you pull left, it turn left, and you just you know do the two at the same time, it goes straight. That's all I know, okay? And, uh, and so put the bits in so that it kind of direct and control where how the horse goes, right? So same with today, car steering wheel. So the boat, at that time sailing, so it needs winds, right? And then if you, if you know how to sail, then it's, uh, I think, the opposite. You turn right. Uh, if you move the, the rudder to the right, it will turn left. And then you move the left, it's turn right. And therefore, it's a small part compare, compare in comparison to the big boat that it move and steer the whole large body. Same with the tongue. It just, the Bible said, it's just a small member among other members that can steer and ruin, intoxicate, and destroy the whole body. It happened globally. You know, every week uh, I have a prayer meeting with different uh, friends uh, from overseas online, and uh, they, some of them pastors, some of the lecturers in Bible school, and we pray together, and usually there will be always a common team that a few people in the church that cause problems. Just a small part. Always. This is the, the pain of being, you know, being a, a, a body of Christ, being that, being crucified. Meaning there will always somebody try to step you. There's somebody try to hurt you. And the devil use it. The devil use it. The accuser. He's the accuser and the father of lies. The only way for the church to be healed is again, is the way that the, the Lord heals us, forgiveness. Because sooner or later, I tell you, you hurt me, I hurt you, you hurt me, we hurt together, we hurt together. And then the thing is, hurt people, hurt people. So the only way to really make this animal tame is by the blood of Christ and forgiveness. Amen? And so because it's why it has the power to bridles. It has the power to guide, deceive, drive, direct. Boss, fire, stain, all of that packaging. So link with, uh, because in the context of James, chapter 1, the Apostle James talked about the, um, the double-mindedness in verse 7, about the boasting. Those, the, the, the Apostle James told the church at that time, if you are rich people, you boast in your humiliation. If you are poor, lowly, you boast in your exhortation. Because why? Because the Lord will bring you up. And, and, and uh, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Because the, the tongue needs to be tamed. And, and uh, talk about the perfect mirror in verse 9, chapter 1. That when you look in the perfect mirror, the energy is the perfect law of God. 
and then you will know how crooked we are because the perfect law of God will show us how crooked we are. When we look into that, but then if we don't exercise it, we don't practice the word of God, we went away, we go away, and then we, we forget about our identity. We forget about who we are. A lot of Christians, they only remember they're Christian when they come to church on Sunday. When they hit Monday, then their sinful nature came out. You know, terrible customer, things blood out. They swear, they curse. And they watch too much movie and they use F word, even the Christian. They, they, they use OMG as a, as a normal. They, 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 they profane the name of the Lord without knowing. They think it's normal and they and become Christian by Saturday. Because they don't exercise the whole week. And therefore, the boss of James said, you look at the mirror, you somewhat remember, then you walk away, you forgot about who you are. They forgot about identity in Christ during the work week. I can tell you the Lord used all of us during the week to see if it's the real goal, real diamond, or fake one. But you know it. The only way to test gold is acid, right? Silver as well. Diamond, you make a hammer, you smash a diamond. It, it, if, it, if it breaks, then, you know, fake diamonds. Because only diamond can cut diamond. And, and so the tongue, boasting, standing. And, and we need to learn to bridle one's tongue. And then in chapter 1, talk about, will you want to be perfect? Bridles your tongue. Okay? And link with this chapter 3, taming the tongue. I want to show you some picture here. This is uh, for information, not, uh, knowledge, not for entertaining, okay? <laughs> Do not try this at home. Do not try is there any aquarium, okay? And uh, so this is uh, one of the uh, uh, ladies that I think was a uh, free diver. I think she can hold up to six and a half minutes. Uh, free diver meaning no, no, no oxygen tank, uh, no scuba. Um, and so uh, she played around with a uh, white shark, which is considered is very, uh, you know, very fierce, uh, strong predator uh, in the ocean. But it's tame because she's working a lot with sharks. She, she's learned how to communicate with sharks. She gets along well, build relationship, and they have mutual respect. This is something very interesting about all the so-called, uh, the expert in, in the, you know, taming the wild beasts is that, they always share one thing, mutual respect. I don't know, it's just amazing. So the second one will be, uh, another one is this guy is famous that he uh, tamed a lion, he, he had built bonds with the lion, some documentary about him, and he's uh, the, the first one, tamed lions, uh, other people can do it, but he's the only one uh, that so far, up until now, that can uh, talk and play around with hyena. Because hyena consider the unpredictable behavior in the wild, uh, wild uh, uh, field, but he learned how to communicate, uh, make fun of them, and, and play with them like pets, like dogs, and it's just amazing. And uh, he he shared one part, 
that, uh, you know, build relationships, spend time with them, and, uh, you know, there is some sort of, of uh, in the hyena mentality or psychology, there's certain hi hierarchy, and there's certain uh, alpha male dominance, and, and he needs to, to learn to, to cope with that, and he has to position himself in certain kind of either friendship or in a hierarchy order in terms of connect with the hyenas and, and large size. Uh, the third one is, uh, this is also interesting, a croc, an alligator, uh, uh, you know, a tamer. Uh, he tamed, hey, if you want to try this in the zoo? Uh, uh, don't try this in the zoo, please. Uh, he shared that, um, because people say, wow, you're so great. Look at the eyes of a crocodile, you know. I want for he or she. Uh, he loves you. She loves you. Look at your eyes. And we know that you are great, you know, uh, 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 people who care for alligator. And he shared that, say, no. They will eat me for breakfast. Only this, right? Because they share a story that there are two pair, very nice uh, female and male alligator, spent time, you know, like a very happy marriage, you know. They spend time together, give it a lot, many uh, crocodile babies. And, and one day, one day, it just uh, the guy, the female, uh, the male guy, got somehow got, got, got fits. Like, like just, just, and I know the neurological you know, breakdown. And, and uh, the, the male crocodile, it just kind of lay up just a bit, just twist over, and the female ate him. So there's no love at all. So he said that if now I'm standing, I'm talking, I have uh, a life, and I talk to or communicate, he respect me. I respect him. We take care of each other. But the minute if I turn around and I just have a, you know, pretending to sleep, I will be eaten alive. I will connect this analogy with you at the end. Uh, I connect it now, okay? We need to be alive in the Word of God. We need to have the Word of God, the ultimate authority in our life. The reason the crocodile respect this guy because he has authority. He's alive. He speaks, respect the space, and, and, and take care. And then the crocodile sense that. But the minute that he's uh, half dead, the crocodile will eat him. Because he has no authority at all. A lot of Christians, we talk in the contact, a lot of Christians get, you know, weak Christians because, not because, not because they're born that way, because they hear the word, but do not do it. Hear the word, but carry on with their own life. Do not exercise it. Hear the word, but say it's okay another time. It becomes half-baked, half dead or half, half alive, there's no authority of the word in their life. What God says in the Bible, what they hear from Sunday has no authority in their life Monday to Saturday. Zero. It would be eaten alive by the devil. Eaten alive by all sorts of the worldliness. All sorts of sin that tempt us during the week. Are you still with me? Second point. It's uh, the tongue is, uh, the nature is uh, double-minded, twisted, untamable, poisonous. It's restless evil. Why never rest? <laughs> the tongue moves all the time. Speak all the time, sometimes in our minds, in dreams. Restless evil. 
deadly poison, double-minded. The misuse of the tongue is always bring destruction. But yes, still here. So what are we going to do? Take out our tongues. Cut it. The Bible gives us the solution. The solution is we need to get rid of the roots. We have to deal with the roots. Not just the behavior. The church here and the Word of God is not here for us to do behavioral alteration. We are here not because, yeah, I got my better behavior. So uh, just a tip for the parenting, right? Free tips. Do not try to curve the children's behavior, but deal with the heart. Deal with the roots. The reason they behave that way, because what inside? The reason people say it sometimes, because the toxic inside. So it's always, I always welcome people to get angry in this church. Because so that we can see. But, but sometimes I also, this is, this is dangerous. Huh? Sometimes you can also try to tick pastor off so see what's coming out. Huh? <laughs> I will be real with the team. I will be real with some of you. Okay? Um, because you will see what is inside. So that's why Jesus, um, Jesus, when the, the woman, the, um, the Gentile woman came to him and said, no, 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 uh, I'm not going to heal you because I'm going to be for the Israelite. And, uh, and you know, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, the, food is not for, the food is for the children, not for the dogs. So you didn't call her dog. I mean, most of our culture, they know, no, I'm going home. What kind of this God is this? But to reveal what's inside. They know even dogs eat crumble from the table, master, master table. They say, wow, there your faith. You have great faith, you'll be healed. Not because that she was, Jesus is, 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 is cruel, but because he, she, he wants the disciple and her to see what's inside her heart. Even badly, culturally offended. You know, the offenses is the bait of Satan. Satan wants us to bite that bait. Got offended. Some people walk out of church because somebody said something. Now, if they said something not in the Word of God, they walk out, it's already bad because you, what you, the Bible tells us, talk to that brother, talk to the sister, what, what, what do you mean by this? I, 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 are you saying this? Just clarify. But if people talk about the Word of God and they walk out, it's even bad because they will find somewhere else that also hurt them again. Right? They just keep moving from church to church to church to church. And I hope this is, until you're here for one month, three months, six months, or one year, I hope this is a church that you can build real, authentic, openness, honest, Christianity exercise here. Relationship is real. Are you still with me? Don't be double-minded. What you say to this person should be said the same to the other person. Because otherwise, it means gossiping or slandering. You're not saying the same thing. Are you still with me? I remember one time that uh, I think the uh, uh, previous former pastor dealing with some authority and uh, I was there and uh, he asked me some advice, and I think at that time, I was a young Christian, I said, oh, maybe you should say this to authority and say, no, no, no. What am I going to say to you? And say, oh, the same. should be the same. We are in the truth business. We're not here to get things done. And I thank God I learned that one. If I want to get things done, so we talk about the permit, I can get it done maybe decades ago with different means, 
and connection and get things done and always money involved. And I refuse, I refuse that option. To get things done God's way and God's timing. Even how slow it is. Even the next generation. I pray to the Lord that if I die, have not yet done, the next generation will do it. So why we want to get hurry and cut short corner? Because what we are thinking inside. We want to get things done our way. Not getting done right way according to the word of God. Are you still with me? Last, just a reflection. Uh, but uh, the question I want to pose before you is that uh, how to tame your tongue? Our tongue, the tongue. Animals, all bird, reptile creature being tamed, you know that? But how to tame this? small member of our body but it's very tricky how practically each of you need to really be honest with lord how lord help me how to tame my tongue in the context let's say marriage singleness workplace dealing with supplier difficult customer um, you know friends and back home and loved one how each of you need to think through that Pray and reflect. But I just pray and reflect, and I want to share with you some simple step. It might uh, applicable to you. It might not. Um, number one, uh, connect. Respect the word of God. The first thing first, to tame the wild animal. We need to teach our tongue to respect the word of God. Don't swear. Don't curse. Respect the word of God. Respect relationship with the word. Put his authority in our tongue. The Word of God. Otherwise, it can kill you and kill others. Step one, deal with the root, implanting word. In chapter one, talk about the implanted word. Implant, you know, you, this day, the, you know, the, then, then the, the technology, uh, you know, doing the dental, if you lose your teeth, you have an implant. So now implant the Word of God in your heart. It stay there, stick there. So whatever you, you're going to say out, it's come from the Word of God. Because deal with the root. Right? You still with me? Step number two, that is bridal it by submitting to Christ, submitting the tongue to Christ. When you're about to say something, is it is it is it Christ? Is this the reflecting Christ likeness? Is it reflecting God's word, or it just it's just so angry? I want my flesh come out. Monitor our tongue. Step three: bless always and not curse. By praying and loving even our enemies. By the way, the context enemy in the Old Testament is non-Israelite. Okay? Enemy, non-Israelite. In the New Testament context, non-Jewish. Meaning at that time, when Jesus say love the enemy, meaning love the Romans. At that time, because Roman is the oppressor. He oppressed the Jews. Okay? So think of your, our context. Love whoever oppress you. <laughs> love and forgive them whoever oppress you that can be political party it can be it can be uh, you know your your non your non ethnic friends you know different than you right non 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 vietnamese non american non female the one that is different than you that you need to learn and love and forgive and that's why we need to learn to bless and not to curse now, we don't need to pretend, but we have to be real with the Lord and say, Lord, I really got angry 
with that guy, with that sister. Uh, Lord, help me to get my tongue tamed so I speak the word of God to my soul. And, you know, and I pray out loud. That's why we need prayer sometimes. You know, you, you go into the room and you have monologue, monologue with the Lord, you know. And if you really need to, some of you that you create your room, you know, with a picture of someone and you just smash the, 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 the ceramic into that one and then you release, that will be okay for a while, right? But you know that, that you need to do something because your soul is in anguish and is anger. And, and that usually you're going to come out of the mouth. The Bible tells us you will know the tree by its fruit. How we know the fruits of a Christian? By how they're going to use their tongue. Amen? Amen. Let's just spend a couple of minutes uh, for our personal reflection.
Lord Jesus, as you create in a way that we want to tame the horse, it will put bits in their mouths so that we can steer the horse in the direction that we, the horse rider, wish to. Same way with the boat, even though a large boat will be steered by a small rudder, a small part. For our tongue, it has the ability to do good and evil. And thus the consequences of having the fruit of knowing the knowledge of good and evil. But we always chose evil. Thankfully that you sent Jesus Christ to each every one of us who believe so that we can have a new life, new relationship. And that you are not just the Lord on Sunday, but the Lord every aspect of our life. Yet you are the savior of the world, made available to the world. Those who believe can be saved, but you are our personal savior. You save us from all the toxin, the evilness, the wickedness that our tongue tend to do. We need to put the implanted word in our tongue and put the authority of your word in our lives. So whenever we speak, we praise you, we worship you, we bring the full authority of the word. The scripture, as you said in 2 Timothy 3.16, the scripture is useful and beneficial for correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness. We carry out the full authority and let the word of God be the one that corrects, directs, guides our life. We need the word, the implanted word in our lives so that our life can move in the right direction. Lord, I pray that we will choose to bless and not to curse. We will choose to forgiveness and not retaliate. Even though how hard it is. We will choose to be real with our emotion but never react according to our emotion. Let our emotion be processed through the Word of God. It's like the, all the emotions, like the storm and that want to smash into our life as a boat, that we have the implanted Word that be able to steer its course. Lord, I pray that our tongue will not set our house on fire. But let our tongue be controlled by the fire of the Holy Spirit. That we speak life instead of death. We speak hope instead of hopelessness. We speak forgiveness instead of bitterness. May these will be the reality of our life. Lord, have mercy on us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message.
God bless you.